Hi, one and all, to all my listeners out there. This is No Problem, a show about helping each other understand and learn to overcome personal problems. I'm your host, Aisha Shake, and this is the Grief and Loss episode. Here to explore grief and loss with me, I have uh, my classmate, Stephanie. Stephanie, could you please say hi and please introduce yourself for us? Hi, I'm Stephanie. Um, I live in Orange County. I am a huge animal lover. Um, yeah, I, I've had a lot of grief and loss in my life, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I've kind of built off of it and kept put- putting through. <laughs> so yeah, good, good. Thank you for that. Um, so my first question for you is, how would you define grief and loss, or just loss? How would you define that? What does that mean to you? Um, how would I define it? I mean, I, I learned about loss when I was really young. Uh, my grandpa, grandfather passed away at seven, um, And to be quite frank, it was kind of a blur. So I didn't understand it at that age. It wasn't until a few years ago that I really started to understand that I was never going to see this person again. Um, And I I have a weird way of compartmentalizing death, if that makes sense. Like I have come, it's easier to come to terms losing a person for, for some reason, for me, it is. Um, maybe it's just because I've seen so much of it now. Um, but to define it, I mean, is there really a good definition? I mean, it sucks to lose someone. So I mean, it does change you though. De- death does change people for sure. Um, it, I've, I've had a lot of wisdom, like, not wisdom but like words of wise words were given from these people that I've lost and I've taken it and run with it um especially yeah I I don't know (laughs) Mm. um so I think for me how I would define it or just kind of maybe the dictionary definition is just kind of this feeling of like you're missing something missing a piece of you gone you're missing a piece of yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it's like a person or it could be also like an animal or something that like had life and then no longer has life and so it's just something that you feel when that is gone or removed yeah yeah that's a good so my next question for you then kind of going off of that is like so what are what is your experience with it? I know you mentioned um, about like your grandfather and like mm-hmm. some animals that you lost. So do you have any like specific stories or like experiences? Um, so I've actually, I was present during my aunt's passing, um, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. She had cirrhosis of the liver um, from drinking, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And um, I had, we're going back in time, it's been about nine years since her passing I had just transferred into a new department at work and I was doing a class and I just had this feeling that specific day that I needed to be there um and all of where were you working that I was at Disneyland still and I was oh okay I had just transferred from uh, stores in downtown Disney to guest relations. So I was doing one of those transition classes and I had told the, the instructors there, I was like, this is what's going on with my family. Like if I, if I get a call, I got to leave. So I'm sorry. Um, and I just had this feeling when the class was over, I just, I called my other aunt who I knew was there. And I was like, I just need to come I just need I don't know why but I just need to be there um and I had already said goodbye um she the reason this this I think her death I think 
was one of those pivotal moments, like, turns in my life I think that was when I started to really understand um she and I were very similar in personality she's a free spirit I'm a free spirit Mm -hmm. so we uh live by the seat of our you know so she um when I got there my aunt had my other aunt Mm -hmm. was just like she's sleeping she's been Mm -hmm. in and out well I could tell her breathing was really rough Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I don't know why but it was like I was meant to be there that's so interesting that you could like sense it it right I just knew I knew I knew (laughs) and it what's so crazy I'll tell you like it may just be like maybe I have some sixth sense I don't know um but (laughs) three times or the the two the two times yeah two deaths past that I've had a lot of death it's really oh, I, I've got a lot a lot of stories it's really sad no I <laughs> like wouldn't now that I think that about, because like, you really so if I if I can explain so I've had my grandfather passed away when I was seven my aunt passed away when I was 21 then my uncle got a brain tumor um when I was 25 he had it yeah 25 um and I watched him die with that and that was I don't wish that on anybody watching that um that that one was an experience especially because your brain it it controls everything and Mm -hmm. so if your brain is not working nothing else is working so he lost his vision he he Mm. became angry was like Um, yeah it was just it was a lot um mm. and then when he passed while my uncle was going through his stuff I had started hosting someone at work Mm. who was also who also had cancer oh and while my uncle was going through his treatment he was going through his treatment so I kind of had like a, I had two people in my life at the mm-hmm. same time that I mm-hmm. lost within a year of each other, which was really oh, so hard. they both passed away. They both passed. So those two both passed away also. Oh, wow. So then to move on from that, my grandmother um, had dementia, mm-hmm. um, which the dementia was caused from a heart issue because she had mm-hmm. blood loss to her brain um she had lived with it for about a year and then passed away this past year during mm-hmm. literally right when COVID started so we didn't get to do a proper funeral we didn't get to do anything um which as weird as this may sound I unfortunately like I didn't really have chance to grieve her mm-hmm. passing if that is a way mm-hmm. like I didn't I said my goodbyes, but we didn't get to like lay her to rest or I, it almost doesn't still feel re- like she feels here still. Mm-hmm. If that, like, she's just gone mm-hmm. for the day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, it's uh, uh, Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then literally a month after my grandmother passed away, my cousin died in a car accident. So oh. it's just... It's been you have to be careful then. So that's why I say when it comes to grief and death, I've or like death in general, I, I have a way of compartmentalizing it. Mm. Um, I'll grieve for like a day mm. and I've somehow been able to like snap myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it sucks. Um, mm-hmm. I did notice when I lost my cat recently um back in December um that kind of hit me Mm -hmm. and I I don't know why that one hit me so hard I mean Mm -hmm. for days Mm -hmm. days so it's weird what I where I choose to put my energy when it comes Mm -hmm. to grief (laughs) like how how would you say that you grieve like what's your process I don't want to say that I'm dramatic, <laughs> but when I initially find out, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, when I initially mm-hmm. find out I'm dramatic, mm-hmm. but then like five minutes later, 
it's like, it's almost like a peace comes over me <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, okay, with my cat, maybe it's the fact that I found him like that. Like I mm. didn't, I, maybe that's what's bothering me. And that's mm. why I was so upset. Um, mm. I mean, I didn't have, uh, obviously watching my aunt pass away was a lot. That was mm. a lot. Um, but I don't know. I just, the cat got me and I don't know why. <laughs> so, yeah. So kind of similar to that, I guess my experience of it is I think less so with people because majority of my family or like my close family members, they're like back in India. So they're in a completely different country and I hardly ever get to see them. And so if one of them like passed away, I probably wouldn't even know about it or wouldn't know right away. And so then my experience has been much more um, similar to what you experienced like with your cat, which is um, I had a puppy. He was German Shepherd, uh, Brindle, uh, like pit bull mix kind of. Yeah. Um, we got him when he was maybe cry. two months old. <laughs> maybe, I maybe. I don't know. Animal um, things make so me teary eyes. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like so watching a movie. Him. You know what I'm talking about? When you watch a uh -huh. movie and a dog dies, you, you like ball. But like when a person yeah. dies, you're like, meh. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> There's Anyways, plenty of people. <laughs> no, um, I, we had him when I was, let's see, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, I was a freshman in high school. So it was like 2014-ish, around the same time. It's crazy, around December, mm -hmm. um, around that time. We got him in October. And then in December, I remember there was like a holiday party at my school. And this all happened in the span of one day. And so for that party, I had made some like chocolate covered pretzels. I remember this very specifically. And I had like left them there on the like counter in our kitchen and I was like going to catch my bus in the morning. And then for some reason, my mom, she thought that I needed to take them with me that the party was like during school, it was after school. And so for whatever reason, uh, she like she brought them and she drove up to the bus stop where I had like already gone to give them to me because she thought that the party was like during school and because she had done that she didn't realize that she had left the garage door open when she when she like had gone to go give me those like pretzels or whatnot so when she came back um both of our dogs who have a bigger one uh, caesar he's a gold he's a golden retriever border collie mix and then we had the puppy uh marky he both of them were in the house and then when she left the garage was open so they had both like run out into the road and so we were like, oh no. Um, when she came back, she was trying to get them back into the house. And she she got Caesar back into the house. He ran back into the house. And I forgot to mention it was a foggy day. It was like super foggy. So you could like barely see the street. And yeah. um, so basically to like sum up the story, um, my puppy, he was five months old. He got hit by a car and oh. that morning. And the person who hit him was someone who was in a rush to drop their kid at the same bus stop I was going to. They were literally like, they had their kid in their car and they were like rushing to get to the bus stop to drop their Did kid they at the bus stop. stop. Did they stop though? No. No. No, I don't think they even realized. I have remember so I said it was a foggy day. many opinions about that. I see videos um, of people that hit dogs and it just, Oh. Mm -hmm. and they don't stop I'm like so, oh my god I'm sorry yeah. that and sucks so, <laughs> sucks so when I came home that day like my mom and my brother they were just like really upset and I was like what happened where where's the puppy like I was calling and nobody's coming and then they explained to me what happened and I was just like it was just a feeling like I've never had before it was like something like so sudden mm -hmm. that you like really don't expect and so I really didn't know how to feel. I think I was just really sad and just like overwhelmed with like what exactly happened. And um, 
I actually still ended up going to that holiday party, but I didn't enjoy it at all. I don't even know why I went, but um, it was just, yeah, it was really just defining moment in time. I think that's kind of my greatest experience of um, loss or something similar to what you've had. Um, yeah. Was that your first time experiencing loss? Um, I think the first one that I could probably remember um because like I didn't really grow up with my grandparents they passed when I was really really young and again that was all back in India so that was all like memories that I don't even remember um I know I had a hamster that was my first pet when I was like maybe 10 um and I remember one day like um I went to go like check his cage and he wasn't moving anymore. And so that one I saw, but I didn't like, it didn't hit me as much, I think, as like when my dog passed, cause that was like caused by somebody where this one was a little bit more natural. He had been around for three years by that point. So he was a little old hamster. Yeah. But uh, I think because like someone had caused the thing that happened to my puppy, I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is different. Yeah, this is much bigger than, yeah. Oh, I don't know and how. I'm so I think. <laughs> I don't know. How. I don't know how. No, you were. Um. So, for that case, kind of what I think a lot of people do, or at least people with pets tend to do, is that when that happens, usually they'll give themselves time, and then they'll end up getting another pet, kind of to fill that void or to kind of bring new life mm -hmm. into it. And that's actually kind of what we ended up doing. So we ended up getting another dog a month later after, you know, after we kind of settled everything. Um, and he's still with us. He's now like seven and he's happy. Both of them are still here. Um, and so those are kind of my two dogs now, but um, that, that was something I never thought I would experience. And it was something I think that definitely changed me and how I like, think about animals and you don't realize no, you're saying you had to I was yeah uh, go ahead you don't realize how much of your heart they take these like mm. animals in general you know mm. they, they really mm. are your they are family members and mm. I yeah. almost think that because they're with you every single day I think that's why it's so much harder when you lose mm. someone or lose them because they, they're your best friend. I mean, I, mm. I love dogs, but my cat right now, because mm. of COVID, is my best friend, and I would do anything for him, even mm. <laughs> little poop head something. Is that, that's the one that loves to eat the plants, the fake plants? Mm, he was doing it this morning. <laughs> you know, he's laying in um. the corner of the bed right now, just chilling. <laughs> um. No, you were saying you had a lot of opinions on what happened. What did you want to comment on that? Uh, the only, I have a lot of opinions when it comes to people not stopping about when they hit a dog. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah. I just, I guess if I were to hit somebody's dog, I would really hope that, like, I would stop and I'd take it to a mm -hmm. vet because that's just mm -hmm. the human that I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would hope that if it was my dog that got hit, someone would do the same. So like you see videos all the time of people that have those dash cams and like the car in front of them hits the dog and then they just leave and you're like, what? <laughs> so I just, that's where I have a lot of opinions is mm -hmm. like, I feel like they, these animals need a voice and a mm -hmm. lot of these animals can be saved if you do pull over and, you know. Take it's, somewhere. it's kind of funny that you well not funny I guess but um it's kind of poignant that you mentioned that because it was the other day I work part-time at big lots and so I was uh closing the store um, the other day and me and my mom were driving home and like on on the like lane that we we're going somebody had hit um a kitten I think it was and it was just there in the middle of the road and like we were kind of going down that same lane so they had hit that like kitten earlier and then we ended up going down that same lane and they hadn't picked it up it was just there in the middle of the like roadway and so I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying is that you know 
people should like we're still alive no it was wasn't. still alive it was oh no okay. i don't think it was i think they had i think it was just it was gone but they had just left it there I in the walked- middle of the road and so every car that passed by had to see and it wasn't until i think there the next was- morning someone had picked it up there was a um I was driving in, driving to Huntington. Oh, I was driving to my boyfriend's house and I was driving down beach and there was, okay, it was dark, but there was still street lights and it was an orange cat. And I saw there was the car in front of me and I was like, oh my God, this cat's going to try and cross the street right now. I just saw it. And the guy just like, he saw, there's no, excuse my language, no way that this guy (laughs) did not see this cat. It was like, he was like, you know, when people are like 10 points, that's what I felt. It almost like he, he sped up. So I watched it. I swerved and pulled over and the cat was still moving when I got out of the car. And when I walked up, he was dead. I was so upset. I was hissed hysterical crying on the phone with my mom hysterical because I was so angry Mm. like it just it (sighs) slow down there's it's just not pot especially I think if it's a colored like cat because the one that I saw he was like dark gray and it was like really late at night and so I think it was harder for people to see but I mean even with your headlights you couldn't see like the reflection and whatnot um yeah, well, and that was the whole thing is like there wasn't a lot of or there was light like on mm-hmm. that street because beach mm-hmm. is a very busy street. And they have a lot of light and that specific spot there was mm-hmm. light. So and he's an orange cat. Mm-hmm. Orange. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> it is what it is, though. I, I mean, I at least I pulled over to try. I tried. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's all that matters is trying. So I think my next kind of question for you then kind of going back to what you said about your personal experiences with loss and grief. um, I wanted to ask like, why do you think you went through that? Or why do you think anyone goes through that? Oh, I mean, that could, that that's a loaded question only because (laughs) I am a, I'm a, believer of like the universe has a a plan and Mm. as weird as this it as I say this is the the people that have passed in my life have given me some type of something to grow off of um my uncle for example when he before he passed away he left me with some really like wise words Mm. he always told me he one thing he said, he's like, Steph, don't worry about money. Do what you love and go and travel, see things. My uncle died at 59 with a fat bank account because he never wanted to travel. He never traveled and did anything. So all it just sat there, literally. He and all he did was work. He and so that was the one piece of advice he gave me was go live your life. Don't do what I did because look where I'm at now and I'm not doing anything with it. You know, I'm blind. I can't do shit. Excuse my language. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, you know, and then uh, watching my grandmother, I mean, yes, it's going to suck when I get married because I'm not going to have her to share that with Mm -hmm. um the rest of my cousins have gotten to have my grandmother there I don't so Mm -hmm. I think I think about those things in the long run Mm -hmm. um because that that does suck um I know that my grandfather won't be around much longer just by the way that he's aging at this Mm -hmm. point um so (sighs) I don't know. <laughs> just sucks sometimes, but it is what it is. I, 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 like I said, I try to look at that, uh, the universe part of it is there. They taught me a lesson. This is the lesson they taught me. This is the reason why mm-hmm. I am the way that I am. So I think for me and 
terms of like my experiences um i think i experienced the loss like that deeply i think because of what you were saying earlier is that a lot of times we tend to think of our pets as family and to think of them like as like closer than like even people um and so i think that is really why for me it was like such a big like pivotal moment but i don't really know why it necessarily happened that day or that time you know of course i can say oh it was that person Actually, I think I might know who that person was. I, I think they might have been one of my neighbors. But, of course, I can blame that person. But, like, in, like, the end, I think I can't really say why that particular time this had happened. It's just something that happened. And I think um, what you were saying also about the universe, I guess that makes sense. That's the really only way to really explain why anything happens is, you know. I'm... I'm not a like a super religious person. Mm. I I'm baptized Greek Orthodox. Mm. Um, I don't practice. Mm. I I believe that. Um, I read a book. Um, and it was called The Universe Has Your Back, and it really does. Like it's, I, if I feel like if you manifest stuff enough, you'll make that happen. And the more you think about something, the more you're going to make that your future. And so that's the way I look at it is the more I want something, the more drive I have. And so if I don't want to continue to grieve things, maybe that's why I push through the grief as fast as I do, because I, I take what they give me and I roll with it. I, I, I build off their lives and tell, you know, I don't want them to be disappointed at that point. So Kind of a follow-up to that, you were saying that a lot of the people that you've lost have given you a lot of good advice or, like, things to live by. I know, I think you mentioned your uncle, um, but, like, what do you think was the, like, most impactful or meaningful thing that someone you've lost has given you or told you? I, it has to be my uncle mm. telling me that don't worry about the money yeah money will money money's constantly coming you you will find the way to get the money mm -hmm. so i i took that to heart because i lived that way mm -hmm. where i lived paycheck to paycheck couldn't do anything um it was when i became a tour guide at disneyland that i <laughs> you know started to have a better income um and so like what age? I transferred to guest relations in 2012. Okay. Um, and then I think I became a guide at guide at 2013. In 2013 is when I became a guide. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I've been a guide. Oh my god! Wow. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Okay. That's a long I think time. I started yeah. high school in 2013. Ended middle school. Started high school in 2013. I'm 30 years old. Uh, so. <laughs> If I didn't figure that out yet, I am 30 <laughs> years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. You have a lot of life experience, I think, that I don't. And so I think you could really speak to this topic I, a lot. I have had a lot of experience, yeah. yes. I have done a lot of stupid things. I have <laughs> learned a lot of lessons. I have gone through a lot of friends. Um, I, that, that actually is another, I had a, a friendship of 10 years that ended horribly to the point where it was like a breakup and I was, I was devastated. So it, there are lots of ways to have grief and death is not just one of them. Yeah, that's what so I was I going to ask. Actually, like the more, the more, the more like I'm like, yeah, death's not the only thing. Mm. So yeah, I had a friendship that actually it, it, we were, we were very young. We were still trying to find ourselves and I wasn't allowing this person to find herself because I was afraid of something happening, happening to her. Um, and it, me verbalizing my fear for her uh, basically made her push away from me. Um, and so it did not end very well. And I haven't talked to her in six years now. Oh, wow. 
and we were friends for I was 12 when I met her and we got into our fight when I was 25 so yeah that that's a long time wow. 13 years wow. so th 13 years to lose mm -hmm. a friend like yeah. that was also a pivotal like I I changed after that because I was like all right I need to I need to let these people figure out who they are it's not my job to parent anybody I'm not a parent so I shouldn't have to parent people and it's her life and if she wants to mess it up then that's got to be her so that's after that experience I learned there's a lot of learning like lessons you learn <laughs> through experiences it's crazy I'm taking a, a personality psychology class and there is a um a theorist his name's uh Hicks Hickson yeah Hickson and he basically breaks it down into each stage of your life. And so like the most pivotal stage is surprisingly, like the one that builds trust is parents clearly, but the most interesting one in life is between your twenties and forties. Cause that's when you do the most stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's weird how he breaks it down with like one little experience can change your whole future, mm. no matter what. And so I, I kind of, I understand his theory the most mm. when it comes to, you know, growing up and experiences and grief and loss. And mm. you have to have those experiences to build as a person. Mm -hmm. so. That's interesting um, how you kind of connected this topic to things other than death. I didn't think about it that way, but that's um, I think maybe a little bit lighter, maybe, um, but like just a different perspective to look at this, which is just something I didn't think about at all. Like losing a friend that can also be a form of loss, maybe not as severe, but um, yeah, I still feel that way. Yeah, that that surprisingly, that loss was pretty. It was frustrating because it was something I could have prevented. But because I was still in that, that growing stage and I, I was still finding myself that like, it just got, it was like a giant web of not good things happening. <laughs> so it, it was a, the universe telling me stuff, you need to change, you need to do better. Um, it's unfortunate that we aren't friends anymore. I mean, she doesn't even live in this state anymore. So it's not like. I can even try to reconnect with her. Um, so it is what it is. Um, and it definitely has changed the person that I am yeah. along with everything else that I've been through. So I feel like I'm a pretty soft spirit for <laughs> everything that I've gone through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I've experienced that at least with friends um the same way I think that you have because I like growing up I'm like a very like shy like into myself type of person and so I didn't really have that many friends growing up to even experience that with so I'm, I can understand or I can empathize um with I think what you experienced but maybe I can't exactly relate the same way but it's interesting that you bring it up for sure um, so now that we kind of talked about this, um, I wanted to ask, do you think that this feeling of loss or grief, do you think it's something that's resolvable or do you think it's something that you like continue to feel over time or feel every now and then? I, okay. So I, I think it can be something to be not resolved in a way, but like, kind of like how I've been able to compartmentalize that, like, you need to be able to get to a place where you can accept it. You need to be able to accept that it, it's, unfor it, it, it's going to happen to all of us. So when it's our time, it's our time. And, and I can't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
for me i think like like if it's something that happened like immediately or like at that particular point then maybe that day or that week or that month you might feel like particularly strong emotions but then i think after a while you kind of start to accept it you start to kind of move on from it and i think that's kind of the goal at least um when someone is experiencing this is to ultimately try to move on to accept it and not to let it overtake you or bother you too much um but i don't think it's necessarily like something like you said resolvable um exactly because i think it's something that we continue to experience it's not just like a one-time experience it's, it's almost as if like there's triggers you know what I mean? So like, you'll, they'll always still be there. Like you'll always think of them. Um, I know that there is a specific song when my aunt passed away. This is going to be so, this is going to sound so weird. And I, the fact that I remember exactly what I was doing when this song came on too. My aunt had just passed away and she, we were looking, we were making the little like flip book uh, picture collage thing and we needed music for it and um this song she loved Lady Annabellum I don't know if you know who that is yeah, yeah. um who Lady A is yeah that's a whole nother like story. a country singer anyway. right? yes yeah. um and that was her favorite band mm -hmm. um and so I I was just like listening to random music and all of a sudden I hear this song comes on and I'm like, mind you, this is on my playlist, mm -hmm. like that I built, I'm listening to music, never heard this song in my life. It randomly made its way on there mm -hmm. and this song just started playing and turn, it was, it was literally about an angel watching over you. What and, song was it? Um, Please hold. I <laughs> the fact that I can't remember the name right now, I don't listen to it often because it makes me cry. Mm. Um, Lady A. Oh my God, what is it? She's, they sing it with somebody else. That's why I'm, it's, it's on the other person's album. Oh my gosh. They're going to drive me nuts. Um... I'll, I'll have to look for it. I don't, okay. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. I know. Is it never alone? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> that's it. Mm. Yep. Listen to it. Literally came out a few days after she passed and that her and I used to have these conversations about how she wanted me to she wanted to take me to that concert to see Lady Annabellum and so it's those triggers every time I hear that song or listen to Lady A I think of her and she's with me so I guess that's an, in, in a way comforting too is like you have these little things that will come like butterflies for example my uncle when he passed away I kept seeing a yellow butterfly mm -hmm. so whenever I see yellow butterflies I think okay you know it's my uncle checking up on me or something like that you know mm -hmm. so I find comfort in that in that kind mm -hmm. of stuff so maybe that's why I've been able to uh, deal with grief a little bit better because I look for an alternative mm -hmm. That makes me happy versus right, sad. So you try not to let it like get you down. Try yeah, I, it's it's one of those things that it's out of your hands at that point. Like you, there's nothing you can do to change it. And in in my uncle's words, I mean, it took it took years for my grandmother to get over it. Years. She's mm -hmm. still wearing black, and it's been five, six years now. And she's still wearing all black. That's, that's where like, she is different. She's very traditional in her grief versus maybe it's a millennial thing. I don't know, but I, I feel like people, we we're millennials are weird. We're in a weird generation. 
like we 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 have weird grief we we aren't offended by certain things it it's i don't know maybe i don't know I think I'm maybe like Gen X or Z. I don't even know where the cutoff is anymore these days. <laughs> All I know is I grew up, when I grew up, computers made this weird beep, beep, beep sound when you tried to get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and we played CDs and we used to have giant things of CDs. We did not, and when iPod, iPods came out. Oh my God. It was like, it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> so, um, I think I'm Gen Z. I just researched it. Yeah. I think I'm Gen Z. So like between 97 and 2012, anyone born between there. So I'm 99. So I had like grown up with all the technology that you're mentioning. So I'm like, I never even got to see it evolve. It was just kind of there when I existed. <laughs> Yeah, when I, my first phone was, it was a, it was called the chocolate and it was, oh, okay. it was like this weird and it like slid up. Like, was it a Motorola? Yes. And it was red and I had to have it. I had to have it. So yeah, I flip phones. <laughs> so you had, did you have an iPod? So you had iPods already when um, and I, I think, were iPhones out when you were in middle school? Because iPhones yeah, came out yeah, when I, I was think in so. high school. I think so. Like maybe the first, like maybe first or second generation. Yeah, I remember my mom had it. Because oh. I was a freshman when the iPhones came out. Yeah. I had the first iPhone that ever came out. <laughs> so if that doesn't age me. <laughs> so. So you were saying that um, different generations experience grief and loss like differently. How how would you say yours is different than maybe your grandmother's? I you know I just feel like like I was saying how we different generations are able to cope differently. Mm. I feel like um, older generations, if you bury someone that's right your way of coping or like and I also feel like it's different based off the type of person that um is being buried you know or oh my god why is my email keep popping up (laughs) does yours do that just automatically pops up by itself um so yeah I I don't know I don't really know how to to answer that one because it I I do think it is based off of your your experiences in the past, maybe how you deal. Like like I said, I I figured out a way to deal with it, and so I, I it may not be gen it may not be generational. It may just be the pe- type of person you know that you are, and maybe um, you've seen how your parents grieve. Neither you know. I really. I had, I've only seen my dad cry once. Mm. (laughs) Um, and that was when a dog passed away Mm. and I have never seen him cry since, even with all of the deaths. And so maybe that's why I am the way that I am Mm. because my parents haven't really shown any type of emotion and they just, they do the same. They compartmentalize it. They've, they've, realize that it's not something that they have control over so everyone's different I have a friend who you know is still grieving one of her guests that she had hosted for years and so she's she goes to therapy for it it's different for everybody so People touch you in different. That did not sound right. You understand? I think you know where I was going with yeah. it, but like yeah. not. Yeah. I think people, the way that I was coming at it did not sound right. <laughs> the way that people affect uh, you. They, yes, they they the way they touch your hearts. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I guess it depends on your grief. I also think like, you know, having a back to back, like, because my, my uncle died and then my guest passed away, you know, a few months later, like that was hard. Um, so that did take a lot longer to, to process and go through, um, just because it was, I felt like, I felt like I was losing everybody. And then you almost start to ask yourself, like, why is this happening? And so I guess that's why I, I, I try and change the narrative and I'm, and I tell myself, this is why, you know, this is a lesson. This is, they're they're teaching you something. I, I try to justify it or. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so I wanted to comment on, you were saying that you've only seen like your dad cry once. I think, uh, for me, it's similar with my brother when our dog passed away that time in 2014. I think that was probably the first time I've ever actually seen him like properly cry. I've never seen him, but I don't know if that's just like men don't cry that much. I don't know. I think it is Um, a guy thing. I think you are right. I think 100% it is different when you see a guy cry, you know something like, because I guess we, we place guys in this category of they're strong, they can do whatever they don't have, but they're not emotional. Yeah. Like it's the women's job to be emotional. But I think um, death is that something that would affects all of yeah I think that death like is kind of like a universal thing that regardless of who you are or like what age I think it's something that affects all of us um yeah maybe in different ways but it's something that we can all like understand and wrap our minds around um yeah yeah my my grandfather he he's had a tough time I guess I mean they've been married six they were married 64 five years and so when she passed um he he, it took it was that was his best friend 65 years I mean I can't imagine what that's like to lose someone for that long so Mm -hmm. he he has his good days he has his bad days um a lot of times we have to remind him she's not in pain anymore so you know we selfishly want to keep them here but you know we also don't want them to be in pain so I, I want the best for for them and right. if that means that they're going to be you know free and mm-hmm. not on this planet then by all means mm-hmm. if that's can't change mm-hmm. to kind of bring this in a kind of a strange deviation um what are your thoughts on taxidermy oh, girl. <laughs> because, no. um, okay all right so obviously I, I I volunteer at an animal shelter okay mm. it's a thing my dad and I do together um my dad grew up going hunting however mm. he never shot a gun while the, he only drove the car okay. um we have so more for the experience it was do you want to know the real reason it was because he wanted to drive the car that was the only reason he went. What he learned how to drive. It was a uh, Jeep. Uh, why am I? A, why am I? <laughs> Willie's Jeep, like an old school army Willie's Jeep that mm-hmm. he learned to drive in. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was 12 or 13, I think, when he learned. And, and it was my grandfather, my great grandfather and him, and they would all go hunting. And my grandfather actually shot and killed a deer. And they are the type that if they shoot it, they're going to eat it. It was never like, like big game kind of hunting because Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think that's okay. Um, (laughs) So it's funny you say taxidermy because that that one time they went to hunt, mm-hmm. they brought back the head of the deer mm-hmm. and had it stuffed. And to this day, we still have it. <laughs> um, it is, it, I mean, that thing has to be 
my god 60 years old oh I'm not even lying to you like it's it's gotta be my dad is 65 no my dad no dad's 65 it's gotta be 50 54 53 years old like and it's falling apart like you can tell but because I grew up with my dad like him being like you don't do that to animals I don't believe in taxidermy Mm -hmm. I don't like it I it bothers me when I walk into houses and I see it especially if I see like rare animals that are endangered Mm -hmm. right now um my parents have a literal neighbor next Mm -hmm. door and they invited us over and that was the first room he showed us and I legit walked out I was (laughs) And, but that's what he does. And I'm like, mm. well, as long as you don't post pictures and right. I don't see it, right. I don't like, not, I know you're doing it and there's nothing I can do about it, but I don't agree with it. Right. So, so kind of the reason I brought that up was just because I wanted to ask, do you think when people do that, do you think they are maybe not that they're trying to, but maybe that they are, I don't know. Um, trying to kind of keep the spirit of whatever it is that's stuffed I, with them longer and is that a bad thing that they're trying to keep that animal or thing with them because I know a lot of people tend to do that with their pets I mean to each their own at that point <laughs> that is not something I I don't care how much I love my dog I do not want it staring at me for the rest of my life. No, because I just a carcass. Because it would just—I think it would extend the pain, at least for me. Um, like you know, yeah, yeah, because it would just make you continue to think about it rather than try to I, actually move on. I just, I, you know, I'm looking at my cat right now, and I just there's no, no, no. I would no. Because I think it's something natural that we kind of have to accept. It's not something that we can try and manipulate to, uh, for our own purposes. I think it's something that we just have to. Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely not a, not yeah. something I would do. Nope. No. I don't, I mean, like I said, to each their own. I wouldn't judge anybody mm-hmm. if they did it because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going through their head, but. Right. No, the reason kind of I brought that up was that day when uh, my dog, he like died that day immediately because I think the person was driving pretty fast. Um, That same day, we actually went to have him cremated that exact same day. It was kind of a very big day. And I remember going to that place and they had like, um, I think like stuffed animals and whatnot in that place because they had like different options and whatnot for people. I was like, I just don't understand how people do that with their pets because it's just, it's not the same as having them there. I mean, that is their body, but I just cannot accept that, you know, like it's their, it's who they were, but now stuffed with something like that. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not like you're getting their personality back or you're getting their, it's literally just a shell. It's a shell. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, not not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of a strange tangent. But to kind of wrap this, um, I wanted to ask, um, so the tactics that you're using right now to um, deal with grief and loss, do you think they're working for you? Do you think you would recommend those to other people? I mean, I can try and recommend them to people, but everybody's mm-hmm. different. So right. you have to find your little niche that helps mm-hmm. you. Um, animals are mine. You know, <laughs> I, 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 they just make me happy. So mm-hmm. I, I'm that person at a party. If there's a dog, I'm on the ground with the dog. Like, screw the people. <laughs> with the dog. Right. Uh, so I just find what makes me happy and it, it turns my mood around. Mm. Not to say that, you know, things, I have triggers too. So it, it, it's different for everybody. And I just, you got to find your niche. Right. You got to find your niche and figure out, you know, how, how do I compartmentalize this? How do I, I deal with this? I, I've had a lot of experience. Mm. I can't, you know, it, 
it's something that I've built up to, um, but it hasn't always been easy. So I'm just, I'm almost numb to it now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that sounds like almost like kind of terrible to say, but I think it makes sense that, you know, you've gone through it so much that you just kind of know and just kind of know how to deal with it or yeah well and I maybe that's maybe that's why I've been so lax on this not lax but like this whole COVID thing like I've been you know to myself and whatnot I I this is a really weird time for a lot of people and and maybe I focus all of my energy to like going to the gym and stuff like that. The gym helps. Yeah. If you have, yeah. It, it, it helps doing just cardio. That I helps. I love doing it, Zumba. That's one of my Zumba. favorites. Yeah. So, getting you know, those are my little niches that mm-hmm. help. Um, like I said, when I had an anxiety, I told you I had an anxiety attack earlier today. I went to the gym. I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of I just you just got to get up you you stay in bed and Mm -hmm. sulk Mm -hmm. you're gonna continue to sulk if you get up and go outside and get some vitamin d it'll change the day so it's how you how you run with it at that point so you you're the only one that can change it Mm -hmm. um so I think at least for me I haven't really had as much experience, I think, as you with this, but um, I guess the tactics for me that I'm, I would use at least is just to kind of give whatever happened time and just to let yourself kind of understand what happened and accept what happened. And, like, don't try to force yourself to kind of get over it too soon, I think. Um, um, another yeah. good thing that I did... Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on, let me see if I can. I'm in the dark. <laughs> I got a tattoo. Oh, wow. Obviously, you won't be able. You they won't be able to see it because it'll all be in video. But a tattoo to commemorate their flowers. Oh, you can't. Can't see it. Can you kind of see it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're. It's like a bouquet of flowers. So, you could describe it. I'm sure they would understand that. One. Yeah. So there's four different flowers. I when I got the flower when I got the tattoo, Mm. I, it was to represent everybody that has passed away Mm. because I I don't know what was going on in my brain when I was getting it. I should have gotten five flowers. I only got four flowers. I forgot about my grandfather that passed away when I was seven, when I got it. (laughs) And so I was like, well, so when I showed the tattoo to my grandmother, my other grandmother, she was like, well, where's your grandfather? And I was like, because <laughs> I named everybody. And she was like, uh, I was like, I'm just going to save it when I add you. I'll add him. <laughs> like she was offended. And I was worried. I was worried when I told her, I was like, I, I go, I was really nervous to tell you about it because the, that generation doesn't like tattoos. I tried mm-hmm. to tell my grandpa, like, my grandfather about it and he lost his mind mm. he was so upset with me so when so I you've told never her, corrected I, it hmm? you've never corrected it till now no I'm not I got it earlier last year mm. um and I just because I'm not working right now I don't want to spend the extra money mm. uh so right my my grandfather on my dad's side mm. pass away soon mm. so I'll I, I would rather add the three flowers when everybody you know the rest pass away <laughs> you know I, don't get me wrong I weirdly liked the feeling I just don't want to keep going back mm-hmm. and then you know some flowers look fresher than others I'd rather it be like one big touch-up plus mm. adding the other flowers right, right. so eventually I will <laughs> That's my first tattoo, so... Oh, my goodness. I, I have one, too, actually. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Can you see? Can you see? Um, it's one of my favorite, like, cartoon characters from one of my favorite TV shows when I was yeah. little. Yeah! 
Um, I don't know if you know the show Peep and the Big Wide World. It I think was I like, have heard of it. Yeah, it's like a kids' TV show uh, yeah. from when I was little. Um, and I talk about this because this has to do with actually one of the other episodes, the one that I filmed with Aaron. Um, which and which so I talk, what did you guys end up talking about? Sunday? We're talking about depression. Oh, Aaron suffers from depression? Exactly. See, I didn't know this. So you could listen Shut to the episode. Up. He's such. Listen. Wow. Yeah, it's, we'll I was thinking to him about it. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect this from you. Like, you know, you seem like such an upbeat, positive person. I mean, it. it i i feel like after this experience with covid a lot of people have some some depression depending where you know what area it might be in i mean there are days where i don't want to get out of bed you're like what's the point you know um so i get it i i you know i i suffer i'm sure i suffer from it too i'm just I just didn't like, expect it to be Aaron. Well, I guess you could listen to the episode and figure out kind of all the backstory behind that. It's a pretty interesting story, all the things that he told me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think my final kind of question here, just to kind of end this, is um, what would be like your top like parting advice to people who are experiencing this or are going through this or maybe even like lost someone to COVID maybe? Or like, what would you advise them to do if they're feeling like loss or grief? Mm. So, I mean, aside from finding your niche, find someone to talk to. Um, getting it off your chest is really gonna help. Uh, mm. I have a best friend that her and I will go back and forth no matter what the topic is just to like even vent. If you need to vent, it helps. So, um, I mean, some of our, our interview, you know, with Katie, she recommended having a therapist that make that, uh, what, what, what's the word? Make that, um, we need to stop bashing uh, normalize it normalize thank you we got to normalize therapy let's normalize therapy because it, it does help mm-hmm. we need people you know sometimes and if you don't have a friend or if you do have a friend great if you don't an outsider mm-hmm. is helpful mm-hmm. so uh, my niche is going to the gym and and talking to my best friend mm-hmm. I, some people uh as weird as this sounds some people go get acupuncture to help with mm-hmm. grief because of certain pinpoints. Mm. I guess you got to find what works for you. Mm. Uh, but staying in bed and, and staying in the house, the, it doesn't help because it just yeah. makes you sad. Go sit out in the sun. Go sit out and get some vitamin <laughs> D. Walk the beach. Mm. Go, you know. I, I, music is also a big thing that mm. helps. Um, music's a huge thing that helps me. Mm. I, I mean, that's why, I think that's why I want to go into the music industry yeah. because it has saved me from some strange, mm-hmm. or not strange, but it has saved me from situations and, you know, you rock out for a little bit and mm-hmm. you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, dance it out. Yeah. Kind of like Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. no, I completely agree with everything that you said. Music, exercise, all of it. That's all things that I've used myself, like, you know, with Zumba and then, like, you know, um, dancing and whatnot because it's like something so simple but it's something that can like change your mood so dramatically um Mm -hmm. just taking a walk outside Mm -hmm. I don't know why what it is but just being outside in nature Mm -hmm. helps Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what like I try to take my dogs out um every day like kind of as my one like routine because otherwise all the days start to blur together and it's like my one time to, you know, kind of get peace and to just kind of be out with things that are not a screen, you know. I can't wait to get a dog just to do that. <laughs> I know that sounds really stupid, but like mm. it's an excuse to get out of the house. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or an excuse to leave somewhere and be like, all right, I'm over this. I've got to go save my dog. 
so I think then that's kind of my advice is similar to you. Um, get outside, um, do exercise, do things that make you happy that um, can change your mood. Um, not immediately, but like something that can at least slightly change your mood. Um, something maybe a bit more positive, something more constructive. Um, something just to kind of get you out of your own head. And again, don't really stay indoors. And um, I think just give yourself time also. Because um, I think that's one of the largest things that can help is just taking time to yeah, be like wrap your head around it and understand what actually be happened. Be patient. Be patient yeah. with yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, I think at least that's what has worked for me um, the most. Anything else to add or? No, not that I can think of. Okay, then um, with that, this has been the grief and loss episode of the No Problem podcast, where we've covered what grief and loss is, our experiences of it, some means to overcome it for any of you struggling with it out there. Um, I'm your host, Aisha Sheikh, and with me was special guest, Stephanie. Uh, thanks, Steph, for your time and wisdom, and thank you all for tuning in. I hope we've given you some great insights into grief and loss. And remember, on this show, it's no problem for us to help you have no problems. Aisha and Stephanie out.